the seventh episode of the Third Tier Podcast. I'm here with my co-host Jack Salvin. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that. Um, we got a great episode coming up today. Uh, our friend Chris will be coming on for the second half from Binghamton University in Western New York, and uh, Jack will be let, letting us know about the last, you know, five days of his road trip across the U.S. Yeah, uh, I got back. Well, today's Thursday. I got back Monday, so uh, I've I was on the road a few more days after our last recording, and I've been home for a few days. So, a little bit of uh, time to kind of reflect and uh, just rest after a lot of moving and kind of nonstop doing stuff. And you can't really rest and recover too much in the car, so. Uh, it's good to be back in my bed and be able to just kind of sloth around a bit. Yeah. So, well, you want to just walk us through the last couple of days of the trip? I know you had some some fun things as as you closed it out. If I remember correctly, I left off in St. Louis after we went to the Cardinals game. And yeah. uh, the next morning, we went back to St. Louis and we did the arch which was definitely really, really cool. Uh, it's You kind of go underground to start it mm-hmm. in this uh, complex, and you go to the tour area, and the tour is really just kind of entertainment uh, but until you wait for the elevator pods to come, which I'll explain in a second. Uh, so it, it isn't... Uh, they don't show you around too much because there's not really too many places to go. It's just up in the arch and then back down. Uh, but the elevators up are really, really weird because they were built in, I want to say the 60s, but I might be wrong, but somewhere around there. And they're probably the size of like two office desks maybe put together and you can fit like there's like six chairs, but I think realistically you could fit like four people in there and they kind of make a U shape. So you'd all be facing each other and they're like clearly modeled to be futuristic, but like how people in the sixties would view. But for anyone who has watched uh, the Jetsons, they'll probably kind of get them an idea. Uh, it's just like all white, a lot of circles. There's some like backlighting behind one of the chairs. Uh, and there's like six of these pods and because it's an arch, as they go up, eventually they uh, become tilted, so it has to readjust. And because it's all super old uh, machinery and mechanics and stuff, it always it creaks really loud and it just sounds really mechanical, which you're, we're not really used to in this day and age. So it is a little nerve wracking because you feel like you're gonna fall down the arch. But it takes about three minutes, and you get up there and. Uh, It is really small up there, but uh, you can get some really good views of the Mississippi River River, and um, just St. Louis as a whole. Uh, And it was definitely pretty cool. After that, we went to the zoo, the St. Louis Zoo, which is one of the top-rated zoos in the country. We kind of went mid-afternoon, so the animals weren't being that active, so nothing too interesting to say about that. But I would definitely recommend it for anyone that's in St. Louis. Um, and then we just, uh, went back to South Bend that night. And then the next day we, uh, 
woke up and went to another Notre Dame game this time. <laughs> uh, I have a, I have a quick note. Um, I talked to my aunt. The other do you know do you know Aunt Lisa? Yeah. So I called. Uh, she called a couple of days ago, and she, she listens to the pod. And her one critique through the whole, all the episodes is her favorite part is that when Jack's telling a story, he always starts with, so then I woke up. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what you do every day, so. <laughs> She's like, I mean, I don't know what I would have done if I didn't know that he woke up that day. <laughs> I mean, if I didn't wake up, it would be a pretty bad story, so. It would be a bad story and make for a pretty bad podcast, so. <laughs> Uh, so yeah we went to another notre dame game this time they played uh cincinnati who's actually a good team and they lost but it was pretty exciting uh they were down like 21 to 0 or something or 17 to 0 at half and then they finally put in the quarterback uh this like true freshman i think uh drew pine if i remember his name correctly that they should have put in at the very beginning he did great the game before but they just went back to the same guy that they've been starting and hasn't been super successful and he kind of put in put us in this rut he threw like a interception on the five yard line it was insane but this kid came out pretty much instantly scored two touchdowns uh and it was like a three-point game and then just a few bad plays and they ended up just kind of dropping the game. Uh, so it was a tough loss, and it was kind of annoying being in the kind of Cincinnati area of the stadium. There were a ton of Cincinnati fans just because the two areas are so close. But at the same time, uh, Cincinnati being a bigger school and a more prominent uh, football school, the atmosphere and the energy was just like dialed up to 11, especially compared to the Toledo game. So it's just and Cincinnati's really Cincinnati's got to be pretty close to Chicago or Notre- or South Bend as well, right? Like yeah. Like that's a day trip away. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, it was probably like damn near a third of the stadium was Cincinnati fans, oh, which wow. is yeah, that's a, a lot. That's a fun atmosphere. Yeah, so it was a pretty fun atmosphere to be in. There was a bit of drama in the seats around us, there was like some group of Cincinnati guys and there was like a dad and he kept like getting really mad at them. And the staff at the arena was like, they're literally not doing anything, but he kept doing like complaining to them every single like quarter. And it got really annoying, but uh, that was kind of my only gripe other than Notre Dame losing. Uh, and then we just uh, went to my grandparents, switched out the cars again uh went out for breakfast the next day did you wake uh, up that day i did in fact wake up that day <laughs> i'm proud i'm proud to report uh but the, the breakfast right before we got to my grandparents we went to like this middle eastern diner place mm-hmm. it's probably some of like the best food i got in the entire trip the meat was just like perfectly marinated was it so it wasn't breakfast no, it was a diner, so that's why I said breakfast. But yeah, it was definitely more lunch food. So was it like a Greek, food. like a Greek diner kind of place? It said Middle Eastern, and it uh, 
this staff was clearly like Middle Eastern, but they did seem to have a mixture between Middle Eastern and Greek food. So, well, let's hear the description. What was the perfectly marinated meat? So I got like this mixed meat kebab meal. So it was basically just like seasoned rice with some chopped up peanuts on it. And then some chicken. I think it was like a sausage of some kind. Um, and then steak. And it was just like all, they're all marinated in something different. It was just like perfect. And we got so much because, of course, uh, so we reheated it for dinner that night. And it retained all that flavor. So it was pretty pretty good meal to end on uh and then thank god i woke up again and (laughs) (laughs) we went home kind of middle of the day monday uh and i've just been i've had two shifts today i didn't have any target shifts i had to pick up whatever was available because i didn't tell them the dates that i'd be here early enough so they couldn't like properly schedule me Mm -hmm. so there's nothing open today but uh, i got another shift tomorrow and the original plan was that I was going to go to Montreal this weekend, but uh, we didn't really look into the vaccination slash testing stuff. And although we're all vaccinated, obviously, uh, we didn't know that you still had to get uh, these molecular tests or whatever. They don't, whatever like the easiest one is, which I think is that. They, I think like, it's don't the allow. easiest one, I think, is the antigen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they don't allow the antigen. So, yeah, it's probably the PCR that they want. Uh, and that's just, like, really expensive to get. So it doesn't sound like you're going? Probably not, but hopefully. Uh, it's not the end of the world if I don't, because as I'm sure Chris will say, he and Spencer will be home uh, over this long weekend, so I could hang out with them. Is it a long weekend? Yeah. Uh, Columbus Day? I don't know. I'm I'm not a fan of Columbus. I wouldn't know. Yeah, me neither. Leif Erikson Day. So that's kind of it. Just kind of waiting for uh, the Ireland trip, really, at this point, especially if the Montreal stuff doesn't really go through. So you're you're going to Ireland the end of October? No, October 17th. End of November. October 17th. Oh, so very soon. Yeah. You're leaving 10 days from now. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, so it's not really a big deal if the Montreal doesn't work out. That's something you'd, you'll be able to fit in prior to next fall. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we'd probably just try to go in November at some time. We were kind of trying to avoid the snow, but it'll be snowing when I'm there. So Yeah, yeah. It's That's part of the city is to experience the snow. Yeah. So uh, what's been going on in your neck of the woods? Well, I'm not going to let you off the hook just yet. You just had the most extensive trip of your life, probably, right? Have you had a trip that long before? No, that was definitely uh, the longest. So, I want to hear your... I know you you said you haven't really thought about too much in reflection, but what are, what are your kind of immediate thoughts post-road trip? Uh, I think we did a really good job planning it out. I think three weeks, it's like kind of the maximum amount of time that I would have uh, liked given how we were doing it. Uh, Very dense and traveling a lot. Uh, A different city probably every like two days. 
Yeah. And that's just a lot, especially in three weeks. So like by the end of it, uh, I was definitely ready to come back home. I wasn't really feeling homesick, but I just wanted to be able to lie down and rest and not have to go to sleep knowing I'd have to wake up at like 8.30 in the morning or whatever and immediately drive six hours somewhere. Yeah. So... So happy with the trip though it seemed like it went really well oh yeah 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 definitely and it was definitely a trip and not a vacation which is uh what i wanted a lot of new experiences uh, the entire trip is a whole new experience i've like timmy said i've re- never really done anything like this uh, a lot of stories came out of it as i'm sure uh you all have heard or i know that you all have heard uh so just really cool to be able to butt in in any conversations about national parks and be able to share my experiences. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't really a vacation in the sense that you were really never in the same place for like four or five days and relaxing too much. I mean, it was a lot of moving, hiking, keeping yourself busy and seeing new places. Yeah. The longest we were in one place was in Boulder for three nights. And even then one of the days we, drove up to the Rocky Mountains and the other days we drove to and from Denver, which is right next to it, basically the same city. But uh, there were, there was still quite a bit of movement. So yeah, definitely got no time to really take a breather. And and you don't really have too, too much longer. It's about two weeks and then you're going even further away and for just as long a time, right? Yeah, but this will definitely be more of a vacation. Uh, The first week and the last week, most of the last week that I'll be there, Alice will be in school. So especially while she's in classes, uh, I'll just kind of be hanging out with her parents pretty much at home, (laughs) hanging out with Jess. Do you think you'll get out by yourself, like do any solo traveling, or is that probably not something that's on the schedule? Yeah, uh, they have a pretty good bus system there, and you can drive literally across Ireland in like three and a half hours. Like Ennis is on the west coast where she is, all the way to Dublin, which is on the east coast. It's like three and a half hours. That's kind of the longest drive within the Republic of Ireland. So you can get to a bunch of different cities within like hour, an hour and a half on the bus. Uh, And Ennis itself is a nice little town or a large town. Uh, and I'll probably be walking to and from Alice's school and stuff. I'll probably walk with her as she comes home or goes to school. So, Simp. come on, man. No, I'm I'm just as excited to hear about your time in Ireland as as the road trip. And I don't know, I don't know what's on your plan really for Ireland. We haven't talked about it too much, but I'm hoping you get to see some other parts of Europe as well. I mean, I know you've been, but still. Yeah. Uh, well, I think our plan is that we'll be going to the UK at some point. So definitely England, probably London, definitely Liverpool. Uh, I don't really know what other cities they'd want to go to. Probably just kind of depends where they have family and stuff. Uh, maybe go up to Scotland or something, but definitely uh, the UK. Yeah, maybe maybe be able to see a Premier League game. That would be pretty cool. I looked into it, and Liverpool is home, I think. 
and I, but I think they're playing Manchester United or something. So the tickets are, that'd be insane. But her, I'm sure it's not like crazy, right? Uh, I mean, I didn't check, but, and I would probably pay whatever the price is to be able to go have my chance at seeing Cristiano Ronaldo play. Uh, and especially two massive clubs playing, but if that's something you could do, like I'll throw in, you know, ten bucks for that ticket price because <laughs> you might like, like Ronaldo for example, his he doesn't have too much time left, you know. No, this could be, and this could be a, this could be a season where he does big things. I don't know. I've I've been I've been watching basically every United game just because the team's fun to watch right now, and I don't, I don't know. I think if you can make that happen, you should definitely do it. I mean, I would definitely pay for the tickets. Hell, I'd I'd pay for both tickets, me and Alice. Uh, it, it's I haven't I looked into it briefly, probably like a week ago, but I should look again to see uh, if I can actually buy them. But if not, we also have a last hail mary because her grandmother, who lives in Liverpool, uh, her boyfriend is a season ticket holder at Anfield. He's not letting you get those tickets. I know that's in my yeah. I, I'm I'm 100 percent prepared because you'd be better that... off if you find a way to ask like him, and if someone in his circle could get you two tickets. That that's probably your best bet well, because I'm sure I think online. He has well, I know yeah, but I'm sure he's going. Like if he, I'm oh, sure yeah. if he's a season ticket holder, he might know like or he could go to the box office and buy two tickets or something because I'm sure that wherever you. Like you or I would see tickets online from our American websites. I'm sure the price are jacked up. Oh yeah, hundred uh, percent. I think, I think a good chunk of the tickets that you get for Premier League games are from the actual team's website. Uh, but I'll have to look at it again. I'll actually probably look it up right after we finish recording this. Yeah, so. and if you could get him to do some dirty work for you, that I mean, <laughs> seeing a Liverpool United game with Ronaldo playing. This year, I mean, that'd be insane. And stadiums are full right now. Yeah, I know. That uh, would be that would be like that'd be insane. Yeah, definitely. That'd be a really cool thing to see. Something you could literally never see in the states. So no. So uh, I'll ask again. What's going on in your neck of the woods? Yeah. So I have had a, a little bit quieter of a week. It's been day to day, mostly a lot of working. Um, you know, as we have the database of 200 homes that have medical need here, we've been narrowing it down to the top priority. So we've been calling people daily, and uh, that's been my day to day. But I have had a couple more exciting things that have happened. Um, I talked to one of the staff members here. I, like we, we got lunch and and learned that the two founders of the organization I'm at right now. Um, both have like an 800 page file in the FBI about them and their involvements in the uh, like independent movement. And it's so, independent, like Puerto Rican independence? The Puerto Rican independent movement, yeah. So they, there was a like decades long, the FBI would make a file um, on anyone that had any independent involvement and the two founders of the organization I'm working at both have like an 800 page file and they, uh, 
in the nineties, they shut down the program and they invited all the people in and they could like pick up their files and they have it. And they, like he hasn't showed anyone and he destroyed his wife's file because obviously like there's some serious stuff in there. So I learned that and that was pretty crazy, but like, I'm not allowed to bring it up to the founder here. Like the staff member was like, if you bring that up, you will regret saying anything. So uh, (laughs) hopefully he doesn't listen to the 13th year podcast presented by Abode Media. Yeah. Well, I was thinking about that. I was like, can I talk about this? Because I know I'm not supposed to really know about it, but he doesn't speak English, so we're okay. (laughs) (laughs) But that's fascinating. I mean, he came home, him and his wife came back to the organization and there was a dead cat hanging. Like their cat was like hung from the ceiling dead in the house. Like like that kind of stuff would happen. When was that? In the in the eighties, in the seventies and eighties. So like, was the independence movement like pretty violent? Could they have been involved? Yeah, in like... it was really violent. I mean, there's still it still happens today. I mean, there's still a lot of independent people in the independent party and independent movement today. Basically, all the people I hang out are part of like independents. Um, and typically they like hate gringos and stuff, but like the people I was hanging out today, we, two staff members and I went to go meet uh, a group and they're like really, really independent. And the first thing they said when they, when I walked out of the car, they were like, we promised this kid's not a gringo. Like, <laughs> so that's pretty funny. But yeah, um, in the seventies and eighties, like the FBI and local police would like keep files and, like there's um, several cases of people getting murdered from being for their nationalistic views and being part of the independent movement. So it's fascinating. There's a lot of very complex politics here, and the place I'm staying at, although they don't talk about politics too much, it is most definitely a very political place. So, pretty so, interesting. so is the independent mindset seen as conservative or liberal generally or does it not really have a yeah technically technically it's conservative but it's not worth explaining it in our political terms because like the people here like they're independent sure but one of their main things is they advocate for like renewable energy and energy resilience and they're heavily against against the uh, private electricity utility company that is owned by American and Canadian companies by um, an American and Canadian company and so American they, and a Canadian company. So are they socialists? Ecosystem no, socialists? they're definitely not socialists because like here, one of their main things is community owned energy production and like community co-ops That's, owning that's eco-socialism. Yeah, well, you can put whatever word you want on it, but uh, I don't. Me. I don't think it. From from talking to them, I don't think you would go under the socialist umbrella. But yeah, I guess their main thing, their main thing is you know, Puerto Rico has been a colony of the U.S. for you know hundreds of years, and it continues to be. So yeah, there's a lot of things wrong, and it's. Um, in many cases, in most cases, uh, detrimental to Puerto Rico 
and uh, like in all reality, does becoming its own independent nation make sense at this point? Probably not, but it's kind of the idea of anti-imperialism, colonial mindset. Yeah, yeah. So it's really interesting and uh, definitely something that you can like go down a rabbit hole just reading about oh, yeah. all this stuff. Oh yeah, definitely. And then the the only other interesting thing I had that happened this week was twice I went, um, uh, two staff members and I went to one of the staff member has like a like a workshop kind of place in the mountains and it was really cool seeing these people who they literally just live in the mountain like there's houses and roads that just go through all the mountains that you can see so you look out and it's like a mountain range that's like you know the Catskills of the Adirondacks and there's roads going through it and houses like all the way up the mountain and then there will be like a really big house at the top of the mountain and it's all connected by like electrical wires and a one lane road and it's just a really cool it's a cool way to live because they're not that far like you live completely in the mountains and you have electricity mostly because the private American electricity utility company doesn't work often, but you have electricity, you have Wi-Fi, and you're literally living in the middle of the mountains and it's a 20 minute drive to Walmart. So it's kind of interesting thing. Definitely visiting the house in the mountains is, is what I've seen so far. Yeah, that sounds cool. Except that one lane road definitely would get annoying yeah it's and people go fast on it no it's one lane it's both ways okay i must so like every time you see someone you break and pull over the side and like slowly go by each other it's it's, super dangerous so it's like more like one and a half lanes it's one and a half lanes is yeah okay that makes sense also there's just no police that like like on roads like people don't follow traffic laws anywhere. When I was in San Juan, <laughs> like I was like riding with like um, like a minister and the minister is just going through every red light. And, and here it's even like you can speed, you can drive with a beer in your hand and like they don't care, which probably isn't a good thing, but it's definitely something you notice. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I, yeah <laughs> you definitely notice that. So anyway, so that's that's been my week, but we're, we've reached our time limit. So let's transition over to the second part of the episode uh, where we'll be talking to Chris, a friend Chris, who is coming from Binghamton University in Binghamton, New York. Bienvenido al séptimo episodio del podcast 13 años. Estoy aquí con mi acompaño Jack y mi amigo Chris. ¿Cómo están? Hola. Estoy bien. ¿Sí? Hola. Uh, soy no uh, <laughs> estudiante de español anymore. Durante el episodio 6, Spencer me dijo que necesitamos hablar solo en español con Chris. Y, y estoy haciendo ahora. Uh, no creo que es una buena idea. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to the second part of the seventh episode of the 13th Year Podcast. Uh, we're here with Chris, 
who is joining us live from Binghamton University in Western New York. Chris, how you doing? Good. How are you? Happy to be here. I'm doing good. I'm I'm happy that you're happy. <laughs> so, you know, in in typical thirteenth year, you know, fashion, we we want to know what what you've been up to. Let's hear your your day to day. It's been just what five weeks that you've you've been taking classes. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So Monday, Wednesday, Friday, my first class is at like one, so I wake up around ten or eleven, just kind of relax, watch YouTube. If I have any homework to finish, do that. Go to class. Then try and get something to eat. Go to my next class and then kind of just done for the day. Got to do some homework after that and just kind of play FIFA and relax. Not too intense. (laughs) And then my Tuesday and Thursday is pretty similar. And you're undeclared, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, as the viewers may have, or listeners may have noticed, Chris also wakes up every day. So that just makes me very happy to hear. (laughs) (laughs) So Binghamton, New York, what, uh, what's there to do in Binghamton? Uh, Honestly, I, I don't know. (laughs) I mean, there's, there's a zoo, which I don't know how good it it is, but I haven't been there yet. Yeah. Surprisingly. That is surprising. But, I mean, I haven't even been into, like, the city or anything. Just kind of stayed on campus. Yeah, what even is the size of Binghamton? Is it, like, Schenectady-sized or? No, way smaller. I have no idea. All right, yeah. Like, there's, like, no idea. there's Johnson City, which is, like, bigger, I guess, or something. All right. 45,000. Binghamton? Yes. Yeah, how many people connected do you have? 65,000, so 20,000 more. So it's not right. too dissimilar. Yeah, it's 30, 30% bigger. It's pretty so big. So Bingham, Binghamton only has like 6,000 more people than uh, McGill University. Jeez. We're, McGill's that big? 39,000, including graduate students. That's pretty crazy. They have a big medical school program. When I visited, I did not remember it being that big. Yeah, it's... It's definitely not small, but University of Toronto is ninety thousand, so that's, that's a big crazy. difference. That is, that's big. Binghamton is decently sized, right? Yeah, I think there's like thirteen thousand or something around that. Yeah, it's pretty big. I mean, yeah. it's pretty, pretty much just a college town. Yeah, that's a huge chunk of that population, right? Yeah, basically. Like, when I went to Target and stuff, you just only see college students, basically. Stuff like yeah, that, that makes sense. Even here, I feel like there's a lot of just union students and stuff that shop at our Target. Do mm-hmm. you have any stories, really, yet? Or have you just kind of been grinding out the classes? Yeah, I mean, not as much as, like, Will and Neil, you know? They've been going kind of crazy. <laughs> I've just kind of That's been more focusing, focusing on my studies. <laughs> How have have classes been pretty easy? I know that was kind of yeah. I mean, it's basically high school. It's, it's not hard, really. Right. I mean, like my Spanish class is like a tenth grade Spanish class, basically. It seems like, and calc is like the same. Didn't you test out of calc though? No, I tested like into it, into a higher calc. Oh, okay, okay. So after a month. 
I, I know this is definitely not the expectation is no, but any any things that has been especially interesting to where that might be something you would pursue a major in or not really? Uh, not really. I don't know. I was kind of thinking of maybe minoring in Spanish or something like that. Mm-hmm. But other than that, for a major, I'm, I don't really know yet. Don't have it planned out like Will. Will, Will was Will seemed to have a pretty solid plan. I know Spencer. Yeah, I was surprised by that. <laughs> surprised. Yeah, that he's got it like all planned out. You don't, you don't have faith in Will. I mean, they are. They don't seem to be as focused on school, so <laughs> it's it's surprising. I feel like if someone at, told me to try to guess what Will was going to major in, like a few months before he applied or declared it or whenever he decided he was going into business. Maybe it was a long time ago and I just never asked. I don't I don't know what I would have said, but I don't think I would have said business. Really? I yeah. think after last year and his uh how well he did in school, I would have said business. <laughs> Shots fired. Yeah. No, no, I mean like that's probably how fair focused he was on doing classes. So from from talking to you it seems like you've been spending a lot of time with me here, right? Yeah. I mean, that's basically the only person I know. The roommate situation has been a little unsuccessful. Definitely, definitely. Do you want to yeah. go into your roommate at all? Uh, sure. I mean, he's just uh, he's a weird guy. <laughs> he's not he's not too considerate about like living with another person. So, uh, I don't know. He's pretty uh, gross, in my opinion. He's always spitting into his trash can and uh, just burping and <laughs> coughing like all the time. Spitting um, into his trash can? Yeah, it's disgusting. <laughs> it's like one of those spit buckets in like a yeah. Wild West saloon. But it's not like normal spit. It's like mucusy spit. <laughs> what? <laughs> Imagine it just misses and there's just like a snot rocket on your wall. Yeah, that'd be so annoying. <laughs> but I mean, and he, uh, yeah, he always talks to his friends every night and just screams like so loud. Just... On like Discord? Yeah. And then he complains when other people in our hall are loud. Doesn't realize how loud he's being, I guess. Yeah. That's not really the combo you're looking for. Yeah. What's he majoring in? I think engineering. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, he's not the best student, it seems like, either. He yeah. skips his classes sometimes, sleeps through them. Yeah, I think a decent amount of people spend their time sleeping through classes, though. Yeah, yeah, probably. I don't know if you can really, like, do that in engineering classes, though. Well, talking to Neil on the show, he was saying that the first couple of weeks have been pretty easy, but, like, it doesn't, the difficulty doesn't really start to kick in until a couple, a couple months, like, a, over a month in. Oh, all right. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, how's the food been, and have you been eating it? Uh, I mean, I'm on, I mainly eat in my room, but I mean, just for like dinner, roommate all the time. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> luckily he's usually not in there, like at night sometimes. I mean, I go to the dining hall sometimes to get chicken tenders or like milk for cereal, but other than that. Just eat oatmeal or stuff like that in my room. 
Okay, so oatmeal, chicken tenders, and cereal. Yeah, and protein bars. Protein bars is good, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, I gotta get the protein in, you know. I've been trying to work out. Have you been working out? Yeah, yeah. So, have you any clubs? Uh, I'm doing intramural volleyball with Mahir. But isn't there a decent amount of Niski kids uh, doing volleyball? Yeah, it's like me, Mahir, other volleyball. Mahir, and then like like three other people, like Tara, Maddie Garland, and Siona. So there's a, there's a good amount of volleyball or Niski kids playing volleyball. Yeah. And I think Luke Rice is doing it too, but he's on a different team. Luke Rice? Yeah. He goes to Bing? Yeah. I didn't realize until like I just saw him one time. Yeah. I wonder what he's up to these days. He's still playing club soccer. Are you thinking about playing club soccer? Yeah. I was thinking of doing club or maybe just intramural because my ankle is still not 100%. So Yeah. Even though I sprained it like a month and a half ago. So have you been able to like play, well, I guess volleyball, does that kill the ankle or what? No, it's really, it's not really intense at all. So it's not high quality volleyball. <laughs> no, I need just standing around. So not too much movement. Have you been playing any basketball? A little bit, but then I tried to play like two weeks ago and then just kind of hurt my ankle more or again. So yeah. I'm taking a little break, but hoping to get back into it a little bit. Me and here trying or thinking about doing a 3v3 league for intramural. Who's going to be the third? Mahir, the other Mahir. Randolph? Yeah, he's not too good. But I would guess that he's probably not too good. <laughs> I don't know. All right, here's here's my comment. So, as you may or may not know, Jack is going to Ireland in 10 days and will be going to Liverpool. And he has a chance to go to a Liverpool United That's, game. I don't know if I have a chance. but you. What do you mean you don't know if you have a chance? Because maybe there's no tickets. There is you. There's there's no such thing as never being tickets. You can always buy tickets somewhere. It might be like you might have to pay an extra. Yeah, they might be a little expensive, but. But give him the motivation he needs to to make that happen. I mean, you got you kind of if you have the opportunity, you kind of have to do that. You have to. Yeah. I mean, that's like a top six like battle with Ronaldo, Salah. Like, yeah. If uh, if each ticket is under. Two hundred and eighty dollars with fees. I'll I'll go. I mean, you might just have to go without Alice. Like, then it'll be more affordable. <laughs> she's she's a waste of money. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding, Jack. Don't get mad. This uh, she's gonna be on in like two weeks, and you'll have to answer for all of this. Chris, uh, I would consider you a good-looking boy. You're about six four. You know, that's, getting that's pretty pushing, built. That's pushing it. Nah, six four, solid. <laughs> I I know I know. There's girls looking at you. Are you looking back? Uh, I can't say I really am right now. You know, just trying to pass my classes. You don't. You were more or than boys, smart yeah. enough to to pass your classes. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I'm I'm still trying to just adjust to the whole college life. That's fair. You know, I can't can't be going out on Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, Sundays, like like other people we know. <laughs> Who could you be talking about? Uh, I don't know. People that live in Buffalo, pretty crazy. People that like disaster documentaries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People that are part of 
0 and 10 D1 soccer teams based out of Western New York. Oh, that too, that too. 0 and 11, oh, 0 and 11, because they just lost to Syracuse, unfortunately. Oh my gosh, 0 and 11. Yes, two goals scored. Did Toby play against Syracuse? Yeah, he did. He did. Bro, Toby's about to get traded. Imagine if they could trade players in college. That'd be so funny. I mean, you can just transfer. Yeah, but if the team could just be like, oh, yeah, you're going to uh, some school in like the middle of Oklahoma now. You're going to Texas, Texas Christian. <laughs> yeah. You're going to Liberty University now. We uh, we have to have a, a Christmas special. we got to hype it up even more. We're going to talk about Outlaws basketball, and we have to have the debate on whether or not the MLB is dying. That will be a good episode. Because I, I remember, yeah, I remember one time Timmy said that to Spencer, and he like instantly got like super defensive. That bad neck, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it's just it has to be Timmy and Spencer, and everyone else can moderate, and you two can like research the week before about baseball, whether or not the MLB is dying. Yeah, well, it's not an argument that it's that it's dying because it is dying. Well, thinks the opposite. No, he he wants to think that it's not dying. See, I I'm not I probably won't even argue that because I am rooting for baseball. I hope that <laughs> it's such a lie. No, no, it's not. I I do think there's beauty. It's the you know American pastime. But I don't I don't know what they have to do. But they got to change something, or it's gonna die. I mean, viewership's going down. People like like young people don't keep up with baseball. So if you were the commissioner of the league and you had like unlimited authority what would you change to make it better well that's not something i have the answer to i think you have to make it faster in some sense i mean it's just set up in a way where it's like what four hour game yeah and there's just so much of it it's just pitching i mean it's basically like you only get a hit like like you'll get like five hits a game and that's like a lot yeah, so they should yeah, not allow the pitchers to throw over 90 miles per hour, so there's more hits. What, what? Well, I don't know what you can do. I mean, there's, like, radical stuff. You could, like, make the ball bigger or something so it's easier to hit. I don't know what you do, but you – I mean, you can see the trends. It's dying, and something's got to change. I don't know what the answer is. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I don't really know what you'd change either without drastically changing it. As someone who's not a baseball player – I'm a big proponent of uh, a robotic strike zone. I do not like umpires behind the plate, but I know that anyone who plays baseball disagrees with me. So that's just I my mean, hot take. Umpires are all just subjective, I guess. They all have their own strike zones, but that's like the same in any sport, basically. Yeah, but this is something that can be like easily... like They literally have the computer. They just don't use it. Like, they have it on the TV, and they'll be like, this is a strike, and then the umpire will be like, that is not a strike, and it's not a strike. I, I do think that off. so much of the game is so historical, though. Yeah, definitely. And that's why it's tough to change. So much of it is, like, it's been along, around for so long, some of the ballparks are so long, it's part of, like, the American stereotype or culture in whatever way, but it is just deathly boring to watch, and they got to <laughs> fix that somehow. <laughs> I mean, that horrible to watch i'm not uh this this is we gotta make sure we write this down for the uh 13th year christmas special round table everyone will be back the round table in the abode everyone will be bundled up because the abode is little heating i mean i th- I think that i think that'll be a fun one i i would like to get some debates on the show though it definitely would add to it 
Yeah, I love a good debate. And Jack likes a good debate too. Yeah, you guys, you guys are perfect, perfect candidates for this. The, the problem is most of our debates we basically agree with each other, but we don't understand. Remember that one? What was it about? We were in the abode, and it was something like super metaphysical. And it was. Will, it, was the, it was about religion. That the the yeah. arguments that would always be just get too abstract would be regarding religion yeah i don't even remember what it was we also probably don't want to be spewing hot takes about religion on that's a, pretty a public pretty touchy podcast. subject so unfortunately i just had to cut out a very controversial thing that jack just said <laughs> because he's worried that if he ever has a that makes it sound so political bad. sphere <laughs> Well, if, it, it if you don't think it's bad. too bad, you might as well just let the viewers know. Yeah, but you're making it sound like it's like something that's like super racist or like homophobic or like some super hateful thing. It was not racist it's or homophobic, not. but it was very controversial. It was just All simply right. a hot take. It was just a unpopular opinion. We got to get a whole podcast. We should have done that this week because this week was kind of boring where we just write down a ton of unpopular opinions and we just go down the list. All right, what's the, what's the what's the number one unpopular opinion? Abortion. <laughs> what? Chris, what are your thoughts on abortion? That's not what I meant. Uh, yeah, I want to see what Jack meant. I want to hear that. I meant like Chris likes reduced fat <laughs> cheese. It's more than normal cheese. It's type unpopular opinion. Uh, is that an unpopular opinion though? I think. I don't know. What's your do you think, favorite? Do you think abortion favorite? is murder? <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, I agree with Jack on that. Do you think critical race theory should be taught in schools? Timmy, do you know what critical race theory is? I was taught it, and I do not know it. All right. Well, critical theory is how a system affects groups of people, and critical race theory is just the uh, where the group of person is a specific race. So critical race theory is a good thing to teach. And it is not controversial, and it can be taught in ways that are uh, that view certain groups of people in a positive or negative light or systems. So it's not even a liberal thing, even though it is based in Marx's Marxist ideology. It has nothing to do with communism. It's just a way to view things and uh, understand systems and how they work and affect people. Uh, and you can derive some very right-wing opinions from critical race theory. So anyone who understands critical race theory should have no problem with that. Chris, what are your opinions on censorship and the the media landscape? Uh, I haven't. I don't have any. You know, maybe. Uh, like, what what are you thinking on that on that? Well, issue? well, I can, I'll change the question a little bit. Do you think that? Uh, do you think that? Facebook, Instagram, Twitter should be regulated? Um no. You don't think so? Why do you, why not? Uh I mean I feel like that would just cause a, an uproar. Would it? In our society. Facebook has has yeah. recently come under come under lots of heat because of a whistleblower who released internal documents how yeah, I saw the company that. knew that it was extremely harmful to society. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's their problem. But isn't it the American people's problem? 
All right, so that wraps it up for episode seven of the 13th Year Podcast presented by Abode Media. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at abodemedia.org, a website also by the same name. Uh, however, our website is not fully functioning right now, unfortunately. Uh, I should have an article up once we get it fixed, but we're not totally sure when that will happen. However, uh, Timmy is reaching out to his cousin who works at Google, so hopefully they're able to figure it out, and if they can't, then no one can. So I hope you enjoyed this episode, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. And thanks to Chris as well. Yeah, thanks for having me. (laughs) Jack, you got to say thank you to Chris. Come on. (laughs) I hate Chris. Chris, thanks for joining us. Talk to you later. No problem.